Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast, the Almost Famous Podcast episode that is going to break down the first episode of Charity Season. Ben, let's start it off. Let's dig into it. What was your takeaway, first impression? And then I'll give you mine. My takeaway was this. It feels like Charity is going to let us know how she feels, what she's feeling through the whole season, which is so exciting because I think we're going to have a communicative, uh, um, passionate, and emotional experience because the lead 
is allowing us in. Like she doesn't, my first impression is she doesn't have the typical lead nerves. I think she has nerves, but she doesn't have the lead like hesitation to open up on night one. Like some leads do like myself. And I think that's going to make a great season because that's only going to get more comfortable for her. And she's only going to allow us in more. And I think we're going to like feel this season. I concur. My takeaway is I actually was more in tune with this episode than I am with most first episodes. Maybe because it wasn't as formulaic because they had the twist of the brother being there, which was actually really fun. Yes. I'm a little disappointed at the fact that the brother revealed himself so early. I thought he could stick around for a few weeks in different costumes (laughs) or just be the bartender at the at the mansion all the time and just keep feeding her info. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit more in depth later. But the other thing that I did realize as far as Charity's personality is she's undeniably likable. I kind of forgot how much I liked her after Zach's season because there was so much drama that happened after her departure. And I also sense like no ego from her, Mm. which I think is a little bit different than a lot of leads. I feel like a lot of leads are just kind of like they they may feel like a little sense of entitlement. Like you're all here for me, but you know. And I just feel like she's just super humble. Yeah, I would agree. And watching even the re like the previews for the rest of the season, I think you're getting that. It all, I mean, I think you're saying almost exactly what I was saying too, mm-hmm. where her, her humility is allowing us to relate in a lot of ways. Be- and, and, mm-hmm. and, and since we're relating, we're feeling it. And since we're mm-hmm. feeling it, we're involved in it. And I think that's a big deal for a lead. Maybe an, uh, maybe something we've never said or thought of, but a, a lead, as we've said many times before, isn't a good lead because necessarily they're likable because the show can make them likable. It's how they respond to difficult situations and how they respond to really exciting situations, like how, how they let us in. And I think Charity will have all of it. She's likable because she's humble. And because of that, we're going to be able to be involved in her season, which is all we really want. I mean, Jesse starts the episode out by saying her love story is going to be one for the ages. But he doesn't know at that point, <laughs> does he? Does he say it in the voiceover or in the beginning? I have a feeling that segment when be- like when he's standing at the mansion, that's yeah. taped afterwards. No, because the awning's still up. Which I liked the awning. They uh, had the awning up for rain. And I was like, I like this. Okay. I'm like, give me like a warm vibe. This is romantic. That's a good point then. He doesn't know it. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know it. But I, I will say, I don't typically believe, no matter who the host is, that opening line, like this is the most dramatic season ever. This is going to be the one for the ages, whatever. I don't typically believe it because I, I know they're telling us that to get us involved. But I think... Charity's story, what we find out more uh, with her being the lead, and we heard a little bit about on Zach's season, is you know she's went through pain and pain that most of us, when we enter into you know the adult dating pool, have felt before. Like it's not uncommon if you are somebody who is dating or who has dated to have a story of being hurt, of maybe being cheated on, of having some sort of of pain involved in how the other person treated you. And so I hear Charity's story and I say, I get it. I understand why she's so like so desiring a good partner and I hope she finds it. I'm rooting for Charity, which Ashley, to be honest with you, 
I don't start every first episode of every season rooting for the lead. I, I don't want to see them paint her. I don't want to see them fall down. I don't want to see this ruin their life. You just don't care. I'm apathetic. I, I sometimes just don't care. And it's like, I okay, I want to see the cast. I want to see if they're exciting. I want to see what their stories are. This season, I feel like I'm on Charity's team and the cast better catch up. Okay, well, that's great. I love that you feel that. Let's talk about the cast. Yeah, I like the way that these entrances, there was no really over-the-top silly entrances. They were all kind of cute. Like mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about it, I liked the fact that the one guy revealed two tequila shots. He was like, let's see if you're up to date with your shots. That was cute. And then the check that said, yeah. check for charity, giving my heart. That's good. Do you think, can you think of any others? Um, I can think of some really awkward ones. Okay. But like, again, there were no like big show entrances. No big are- show. No big show. Yeah. It was, they were, they were genuine. Um, they were thoughtful. Uh, the, the entrances never stand out to me as much, uh, in any season. And I kind of just tune them out and I just see who the person is. And like, I like to honestly judge them right away. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that you're good at judging the cast right away. Yeah, so I like photos. to I like to see their first like reaction and be like, okay, I think, and in my phone where I keep the notes for the season, I say, okay, this is this guy. I think he's going to be really awkward. Like, okay, here's this guy. His ego is massive. Oh, here's this guy. He's the one liner charmer who will end up hurting charity. Like, I have all those things written down um, mm-hmm. just to see if I'm right later on. I will say, I don't know why, one of the one, two of them stood out to me. One, the guy that did the backflip, always impressive. Oh my gosh. Always impressive, right? Always impressive. Never been able to jump six inches <laughs> off the ground. So that's a big deal to me. Um, the second is the professional diver. I just, I love scuba diving. And so I was really intrigued by that. And I think, uh, what do you do? He's a professional diver. Like he's yeah, a, but what did he do as his like his entrance thing? Uh, he had a helmet. Uh, like okay, he wore a helmet in. Um, he had it with him. It was like a cool kind of uh, I, I would say old school diving, but that might be what they still use to do deep diving. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he had a helmet, so that and and I feel like I'd be intimidated by that guy. Like if he, if somebody walked in and they're like, yeah, I'm I'm a professional diver. Like I dive for a living. I dive hundreds of feet below the ocean and fix things or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you are like, you aren't scared to bungee jump. And if, and I'm scared to bungee, like you have no fear. I have a lot of fears. You're going to show me up. I'm going to be the one crying, going on a date. So scared. And you're gonna be like, this is going to be awesome. Those people intimidate me. <laughs> Um, when I think about the guy's entrances besides the two that I just mentioned, yeah, I, I got to talk about the flip again okay. because the flip, like I I think about the physics and like how strong you have to be to lift yourself up like that. It doesn't make sense to me. On cement. It doesn't not even make- anything relatively bouncy. And like in a suit, right? He was wearing a suit. <laughs> Something. Dress up clothes. Yeah, he was, he was like dressed up enough. Um as, I mean, you got to think about the physics of a flip. And I'm sure yeah. people listening are like, it's not that hard to do it on a trampoline. Okay, cool. But you're not doing it on the ground. At some yeah. point, your head is passing, like your neck is passing concrete, and you're going completely exactly. over again, I know. back on your feet. Ashley, I just I, I just did Pilates this morning. I do like a, a heated weightlifting class every morning. Uh-huh. Okay. And there's a, a couple moves in there where you have to stand on one leg. 
You have to stand on one leg and like lift an arm up and all it's this. It's hard stuff. enough, right? Yeah, I can do it. I know. Can imagine. I know. I'm always swaying during that move. Charity was just as impressed. She sure. she basically just wants to watch this guy flip, and I'm sure all the guys in the house are going to be really tired of watching it. But I'm I'm probably going to be entertained each time. Keep him around for the flipping. Uh, <laughs> so those are the big entrances. Ashley, we're far enough into the episode now that we got. I got to ask you. First time we've really seen it in a while. It is the 20th season of The Bachelorette. Uh, very exciting um, for the show to be around 20 uh, seasons. What did you think about the cameos from the ba- past Bachelorettes? I think they chose a couple good ones to do it. I liked it. They were all different. It wasn't just like, hey, it's me checking in. They all had kind of different advice. Okay. And they were all at different stages of life now because of the show. So I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the format where they put the package, you know, the intro profile package right before the guy, like he like came out of the limo. Then we saw the package and then we saw him meet charity. It was nicer than seeing all of them in a row up front and then seeing them come out in the limo later. Do you agree? Yeah, I would. I I agree with that. I can't believe it's been so long since they've changed that up, but I think it really helped kind of tell us who to narrow in on. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, the, the, any can guys we get to the awkward ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say, let's go into the ones that she was really into. Go ahead. No, let's do awkward ones. Um, Maybe it's just me, but Spencer was nervous and terrified. I just you. Okay. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. And do you like the way that they dropped the music out? Normally, they go straight for the do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. They just were like, you want to see how awkward this is? So it was awkward, right? Because sometimes I don't have a great <laughs> yes. read on awkwardness because I'm fairly awkward myself. So I'm you're like, not. You're just, I don't think you've ever been awkward in your life. Oh, no. I guarantee it. But he felt terrified. But his, him, like, he never felt... N- I don't want to say normal. It just always felt like there was like some oddity. Ben, he's a weird dude, but he's okay. entertaining and he's not like villainously weird. He's just no, he's awkward not a and fun for us to watch, but probably horrible for charity to have to interact with. I mean, he's very sweet. Uh, he is a father. You know, he mm-hmm. announced that to charity, but his there, there is just something about his communication style that was hard for me to tune into like it was hard for mm-hmm. me to watch it because I get you know I do I've, I get very awkward when I watch awkward things on television <laughs> and I, I don't watch the kissing because the kissing feels weird to me but his every time he talked it was like I couldn't turn away because it was so weird like not we okay. and I don't want I don't no, no, I, no, I don't okay. want him to feel like he's a weirdo I'm just saying it felt awkward like it felt uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. You, you everybody is like, yes, Ben. We know okay. he was awkward. <laughs> yeah. I just I didn't know. And and so my question to you is do you think that was because he was so terrified and so nervous and that he'll uh loosen up and 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 kind of like shine bright as the season goes on, or do you think this is something that will stick? No, no, no. He's just an awkward dude. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. but he's around. And so he's around for right he's now. He's around for right now. He's in some of the previews that feel like later on the season. Really? Yeah. I didn't pick him up on the previews. I picked up on Joey a lot in those previews. I picked up on Brayden. I picked up on Aaron B. Aaron B. Aaron B. I'm looking at the cast list right now. 
Um, sorry, guys. Yes, Aaron B. And then you know who really struck a chord with me that we we see in scenes for the season, mm-hmm. but did not make much of an impression on night one. Doton, yeah. the one from um, Nigeria. Yeah. Who's the cool guy to all his so friends. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah, and see. I was disappointed that she didn't get to talk to him. But I think it was probably one of those situations where she's like, your first impression was so great. Like, I don't need to talk to you to give you a rose. Yeah, that's good. Well, the uh, the other one I thought was going to be more awkward was the professional wrestler. He wasn't. He was He's actually pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty chill. Pretty laid yeah. back. Um, that was surprising to me. Here's my hot take. And it could have been influenced, and we'll get into the the preview for the rest of the season later on. Could have been influenced by that. Um, I have a hot take that Joey was actually hard for me to watch. Really? Yeah. Joey was hard for you to watch? Yeah, I, I felt some Why? awkwardness there. I don't know. I, I I mean, like, again, I think it might be influenced by the preview for the rest of the season. I'll explain uh, that. Because the, his tongue is yes. out? Yes. He straight up licked her face. I know. He licked her tongue. Okay, so let's slow down here. Her mouth, okay? So now I can't look at Joey the same. I liked him. All I was worried about was that he was insecure that he was shorter than all the guys. And I was like, oh, I know how that is because Jared felt so insecure with you guys because your season was so tall. Like Your season was 6'3", and you're 6'4". Uh, ben, ben Z was six four. Like everybody was towering over six foot. Jared, like Jared, is tall to regular society, but always felt insecure. And I'm like, ah, Joey's feeling it. Yeah. So in the preview, so to to, to kind of recap right now, um, Joey I love is that the we both picked up on this. <laughs> Joey is the short guy. He is insecure about being short. He mentions that in the preview for the rest of this season. There is a scene. It's quick. Um, that Joey in a makeout scene with Charity is face to face and he straight up has his tongue out and it looks like he lollipopped her like yes. he licked from below lower lip to upper lip back then into her mouth like the tongue is the tongue is out and it's a thick tongue like it's a yes. it's a beefy tongue um <laughs> and so ashley question for you and the listeners now that we got to this point in time is that hot no are Not you sure? Yes. Can we bring Hannah in for this, please? Our producer, Hannah. Okay. Because I'm just like not really like a French kiss lover. Like I yeah. get that there's a time and place for sure. But in a moment like that, in one in public, I think it's really like to me, it's like strictly a bedroom thing. Because like yeah. if I'm just making out, then I'm like, oh, I like all of the lip. I understand that like when it's getting a little bit steamier, you can use a little tongue. Not yeah, you moment. just let things go. Or like that because it was a straight up lick. It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't even like in a, there was no lip action. Sorry, Hana. I was gonna say there's a time and place, and that was not in place. Okay, so Hana, it is not I was going to make a comment on this and I knew that <laughs> I was going to have two two women on uh the podcast with me and I was going to ask like is this a a hot thing um to like is in Hana, you're still in the dating pool. So are you going back or any of your friends that you know going back and being like, "Okay, last night I met this guy and he did this thing where he licked Mm-mm my both my lips like is that a is that hot hannah now in these in this dating world like not if you're just making out at a bar or like in yeah. maybe no. okay. but okay. Nah. i feel like 
if any of my friends or I was at a bar or in a public setting and someone did that to me, I'd be really creeped out. I'd be like, okay. why'd you mm-hmm. do that? I felt creeped out. No, I just want to like give him benefit of the doubt here. Of course, they're going to put that moment in because it's going to get us talking. I remember my tease, the scenes from Chris Souls' season. There was one really sloppy looking kiss on my behalf, mm-hmm. and I was petrified to see it air, like actually. And I spent days just being like, oh my God, is yeah. that what I look like? Is that is that what, how I kiss? It's bad. You know, like it's not like let's just say that he 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 had one moment and it may not be his constant. Now, if this is, I think we're going to see him kiss Charity a number of times. Sure. If this is how he kisses her every time, then it's, then we're allowed to talk. It's going to get hard. It's going to get hard to watch. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. True love is always being excited from the moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. <laughs> the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. I feel like the moments that you meet your future dog are always like the most special. So when we adopted Lois, she was like, she looked like a bunny. She was like a four pound bunny. And she had these ears that were super high and she turned the corner and I was just like, well, what am I not going to bring this dog home? It was just a given. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. Love at First Sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. 
or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. We've kind of gone through some of the standout performances when it comes to limo entrances. We do have a limo entrance uh, with Charity's brother, Nehemiah. Uh, he steps out. It's a great tease. My heart was racing. I didn't know who it was going to be. I don't know anybody in Charity's Wait. life. Didn't they give us this tease? Didn't we know her brother's main cameo? I'm for, forgetting where we found this out. Wasn't it on like after the final rose or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't I remember think we that. Got the preview that her brother was already in. Well, either way, it that worked. Flashback, e- but either way, it worked. Uh, Nehemiah shows up. Uh, they have a great relationship. You can tell um, that they both care about each other a lot. They both trust each other a lot. Uh, you can tell also that he's kind of like. I don't want to say the cool brother, but she didn't feel uncomfortable with him being there. I mean, she didn't know he was there the whole time. But I think if they would have told her, hey, your brother's going to stick around for this evening, she'd have been like, that's perfect. Like, I trust mm-hmm. him. I, I like him. 
He's not going to like freak out on a dude for saying that he kissed me and licked my face. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he might not like it. I don't think he's like sitting over there being like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And it doesn't make me a little angry, but he's cool. Like they have a good relationship. They're, they're great siblings. Yeah. They're super comfortable together. They, when they're talking to each other on the couch later in the episode, it doesn't feel like there's at all camera in the room. No, they're great. And so he stays around and is the bartender. He dresses up in a great disguise. I know he said that the disguise is goofy Steve Harvey, but it's it's a great disguise. I, I mean, I I wouldn't have recognized him. Uh, only a few guys did. Weird the way that those guys did. Like, did those guys watch the episode with Charity's brother like the day before they started filming? Because there's no way, at least for me, three months removed from watching that episode, I'm gonna remember that guy well enough. You know, to like spot him at a bar. To to their benefit, Ashley. I think they've known Charity was going to be the Bachelorette. I mean, mm-hmm. this remember they were announced and filming started pretty quickly right after this. Like this is not yeah. that long after the final rose, and they were doing their research. I mean, you totally. do you look into their life, their family, you figure out like what questions that like you do it. It's not. I remember yeah. a few seasons ago when that one guy like made a playbook. That was weird. That was a little overkill, but for the most part. um, you do do your research. You you understand yeah. who you're going into date. And so it's not shocking that they maybe they recognized him, but it was a good disguise. It was a great setup. I think when I was watching this, I love it. In fact, I wanted to start a dating show years ago that I actually wrote out. I have a whole thing for it where siblings or parents or best friends set up their friend on a blind date and the parents and siblings and best friends sit behind the scenes and watch this date go down and they help kind of like, you know, steer it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And steer, steer the conversation. So I love this like idea of having the brother there. I don't think every fan's going to love it. I think that some fans mm-hmm. might find it like cheesy. Um, maybe I would just say it's hard to, con- it's hard to get everybody like the bachelors tried a lot of new things in the last few years. Some of the things we've loved and people have hated some of the things we've hated. People have loved. I, I think this will be one of the most likable um, kind of things they've tried to do to ch- change stuff up. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like, I yeah. loved it. So we always say that they need to do something different night one. I think that was the perfect little yes. antidote for me. Maybe they're listening to us. Were you, maybe they are. Do you Were you disappointed to know that he won't be sticking around for other episodes? He'll be back. Why did he have to reveal himself? Maybe not every episode, but like, you know, a couple weeks down the road. It's just fun for us. And I do think it's informative for her. Here's the deal. Here's my philosophy. They knew they needed to start doing stuff on night one. The show Mm -hmm. knew that night one was pretty bland, that it didn't have a spice. It didn't have like that side um, event that allowed us all to get like watch it and kind of be intrigued. Like that bar was a great like bit. Mm -hmm for us to mm-hmm. get into. Um, I think the show's assuming that if they didn't reveal him on night one, there wouldn't really be a purpose to revealing him three weeks in. Like night one needed this. Night one needed the the drama. It needed the entertainment. Three weeks from now, I think they're expecting that this cast will be entertaining enough where like having him come in and say, hey, some of you, I'm questioning. At that point, Charity will pretty much know who is good and bad like she'll figure it out by then night one she doesn't know and so having her brother there as a guide on night one i think is a valuable tool i also think it's an intriguing watch a great bit uh and i think it spiced 
night one up enough for us as um, our analysts and fans of the show to talk about it, which we usually mm-hmm. don't talk a lot about night one. Our night one episodes on this podcast are usually 35 minutes of us breaking down the entrances, what we think the season's going to look like, and then we're done. Think about it now, Ashley. We're 23 minutes in, and we are like halfway through the episode because that's how good night one was compared to most seasons, and a lot of that is because of Nehemiah. I completely agree. Well, then I would suggest let's throw in a friend, like the best friends, they observe week five. You know? I mean, hey, maybe next year. Here's here's an idea for the show. What Mm -hmm. if, what if, uh, like the the bachelor's best girlfriend? Maybe even she's married, right? But they're just their best girlfriends. What if she's like a contestant? She comes in limo entrances. Exactly. They give the little wink, like, "Hey, how are you?" She goes and chills inside. She gets to know all the women. She's around for a bit. She's the mole. You know, she's the one that's... That's what I mean. Like, I, I want like it. a full season mole. It would be so fun. It would be... And it wouldn't change the format at all. No, no. And then we can see the girl powwowing and giving the dirt. It'd be so great. It'd be awesome. I um I think they did that with the Hulu show with Tay Diggs, where oh. like they're cougars and then the cougar sons are integrated in the cast of all the young dating contestants. Okay. So it's good. Okay. So let's talk about the guy that Nehemiah had the, I don't want to call it an issue, but maybe sent some red flags around. And that was by far Charity's favorite of the night, Brayden. Mm-hmm. She kissed four guys, but she seemed way beyond with Brayden. And I get it because just as a girl, I'm looking at Brayden and he's definitely probably has the most swag. Come on, because he has an earring. No, he's cute. I oh like goodness. I think he's cute. I'm charmed by him, but I know he's bad. Okay? I'm charmed, but I know he's bad. I said Ashley, that. Ashley. What? We've done this for six years. I wasn't gonna bring it up because I know I I just continue. Oh, I know he's bad. No, I continue to pound this into the ground. Every time, every season, offline, online, we have somebody that you're into that I'm like, Ashley, watch out for this dude. We've done it with leads. We won't mention names, but you've been like, oh, he's so great. And I'm like, Ashley, pay attention. Like, okay. give it a year. Something weird's going to happen. You should have been. Ben, I'm not saying, I'm not denying no, no. this. I know his, he's, he's, he's the dark. But one how now, did but- you not <laughs> stop? How did you not? G- as soon as he says the words to charity. My biggest problem in relationships is I can be over considerate. How did you not go that he's done? Like he's, he's out of there. Like this is even before. Why didn't she do it, Ben? It's because we're ladies and we're charmed by this off the bat. And there's the physical attraction and she can't deny it right now. She will eventually deny it though. Anybody that tells you I have too big of a heart. I give too much. I am way over, too over considerate. You have to run from them. That is a red flag. It, it's an ego. It's them inflating their ego because they've been told that they are not considerate. They're not giving. And they say, that's not true. I'm going to prove you wrong. And how am I going to prove you wrong? I'm just going to say it. Like, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to prove. I'm not going to do it with my actions. I'm not going to do it with anything else in my life. I'm just going to say it. You're going to believe me because Yes. Is he a good looking fella? He is a good looking fella. Yes. Did he dress up real nice for night one? He did dress up real nice for night one. Does he have an earring that doesn't look awkward on him? Like it would look on me. 
Yes, he does. He has yes, an earring. His earring does. It gives you like a Justin Timberlake vibe from like 2000. It's great. Now, the earrings in the future episodes are horrendous. And like that would have me sending him home. He's wearing like feather earrings. Like, no, thank you. See, I like the feather more. I think the feather was cool. But <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you got every every viewer. If you were swooned or whatever it was, Nehemiah is not wrong. Okay, but can I say this? He is, I get it. I get why she's charmed by him. I know he's bad. I'm just going to keep reiterating this. And I thought he was far more appealing when he was sitting down with her during his entrance, all that. When he did get to the bar and start kissing and telling so much and being like oddly overexcited publicly, then I was starting to get a little bit of an ick vibe. Yes. Okay, yeah. But I still don't sense, Ashley, that I'm you're fully trying. convinced that he isn't. I'm, f- I'm convinced. I'm fully convinced, but I just know. I just, I'm also just trying to put myself in her shoes. And if it, I was the lead, I would be like, no. No, we're okay, gonna, time out. Here's the question then for you. We're all this off. Like, we are ignoring all the, right, the, the flags right now. Okay, that was my question. If you're the lead of this season and, and he was on your season, does he make it to week two? Yes. I'd be ignoring it, but probably aware that he's too smooth. Goodness gracious, Ashley. We have so much to talk about. But also, I'm going to say something really bad right now. Go for it. Brace yourselves, guys. I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, The cast is attractive. Of course, everybody is attractive in the way that like, if if you're in class with them and then you're doing a group project with them, you develop a crush on them, right? Sure. But there's not a ton of guys in this cast that you're going to be like seeing at the bar and be like, oh, my God, I have to have another drink so I can actually go up to him. Oh, my gosh. Like, can I make eye contact with that guy? Like, is he going to go? Can, can you there's not here? a ton. Like, OK, thank you. There's not a ton. But here's the deal. And and most people could probably agree with this. It's great to have swagger. It's super nice to look really good for night one. But when you're talking about your husband or your partner, like it's not important any longer, right? The most attractive people can become very unattractive very quickly, right? I, I mean, get it, yeah. and the bachelor is the perfect place to experience this. I have this experience where somebody on night one that you're like, oh my goodness, like they are drop dead gorgeous. I can't not like date them. And then three weeks in, you're like, I don't see it anymore. Because of personality, because of the way they treat other people, because of the things being said, like it just happens and you have it happen week over week. And so it is going to be interesting to see the the journey of Braden. I am not putting any money behind Braden. If I'm a betting man, I'm saying that dude makes it about three weeks. He mm, does yeah, something. He makes it five. Okay. Well, he does something. This is my bet right now. Let At me, let five. me, let me stick my, okay. my, uh, make your sword statement. I will Here's interrupt. my statement. He's going to do something so inconsiderate that he is let go. Like he is going to be the most inconsiderate person on this season at some point. It will be a storyline we talk about. And so him saying he's too over considerate, meaning he is too whatever that means. To be completely honest, I don't remember him saying that, but I... It sticks out to me. It would. It would stick out to you. And I was watching with Dawson. So like I was pretty much paying attention the entire way through. But there may have been a few lines where I was like taking eggs away from him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say I paid attention to it. It sticks out to me. I watch for it every season. 
the other reason I was watching for it is because there was a lot of one-liners in night one this year. A lot of people had really smooth things they said and a lot of things that you could tell they prepped to say. It felt, you know, awkward for me because yes, that is a pet peeve of mine. I understand it. I'm not going to dig into it, but it is a pet peeve of mine. So it did stand out to me. It felt like night one for as genuine and caring and honest as charity was. It felt like the guys came in knowing exactly how they wanted this conversation to go. And it felt like at times it worked like, Night one, she was swooned over a few times. There was a lot of kisses. There was a lot of connections. There was a lot of people, you know, telling her how great she was and is, which is awesome. She deserves that on night one. But I am excited for weeks three, four, five, where these guys no longer have one-liners to give because they've ran out of them. And the genuineness and the authenticity and the real conversations need to start having. That's what I'm excited for. Because night one... Yes, it was one of my favorite night ones in a long time. It was one of the most awkward night ones I've had in a long time because of the one-liners. Really? Ben, I don't even think about this. I don't. It's my deal. Maybe I'm the only one. This is such a Ben thing. It is. I get. It's also probably a guy watching it. Nothing stuck out to me. The only thing that sticks out to me, especially as something that like Ben doesn't like that he's now made me like not like is, you know, when they self-describe mm. and there's so much self-describing on night one. And that makes me feel like, eh. but I know I that the producers are being like, what kind of person are you like? How, what kind of character are you going to bring to charity, you know, in the season? Yeah. Well, night one's always a hard watch. This was. Do you a, a remember g- the lines that really any line really no, get to you? No, as far I as being overly. I just remember hard. watching all these guys and being like, "You've tried really hard for this evening," yeah. which is fine. I mean, it's night one. It's all awkward. It's all weird, and there's a bunch of dudes trying to to hang out with one person. But there was kisses, which makes me think that Charity um, was very into a lot of these guys. She does feel you like a lot. Of, some of them too. I and I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I think they're. Uh, is a lot of connections, some deep connections, uh, as we'll talk about later on that this season will produce. Um, I do feel for Nehemiah. I don't have a sister, uh, but I would imagine uh, the feeling of having your sister, you know, 30 feet away from you. Like I know where his bar was set up at the mansion. It's not far from most of the seating. And he's sitting there with a very clear view of his sister and these guys making out. Yeah, I don't know if it's weird. It maybe it's weird. Come on, Ash. Know, like, as a, okay, as a sister sister thing, like if my sister was over there making out, I'd be like giggling, not like thinking it was gross. But I'm sure as a girl, a brother or sister relationship is probably gross, right? Yeah, I can't imagine that he's just like super chill with this, and I can't imagine <laughs> that he's just like, oh, that's cool. There's my sister making out with a dude. Like I don't, and and like just from the small bit we got to see in Nehemiah, I can tell he's a great a great dude a great brother cares a lot wants to see this process, not only bring joy to his sister, but also bring some type of like uh future for his sister. When it comes to a partner, mm-hmm. like you can tell and just the way he communicated with her and the way that he walked through that evening and the jokes that he made about himself and the awkwardness that he felt at times that he was not there to stand in the middle and be the bully big brother. That's like, you know, forcing charity to make uh the right and wrong decision. Even when he presented Braden to her, it was like, Hey, I know you're into this guy. I know you're in like, I know you like like what's going on right now, but just be careful. Like just, and I trust you to make that decision for yourself. Whenever you want to make that decision, I just trust that like you are looking into this. He was awesome, but I can't imagine that was fun for him. I can't imagine it was easy. I'm sure 
at times when these guys are like, yeah, I was just making out with her over there. He's like, oh, really? Go screw, like, screw you, man. No, he's like, you cringe. He's fine. I don't think I don't he's not affected by it. I thought he had a, probably had a great time. We need to get him he's on the on podcast. He's on TV. He's bartending. He looks like Steve Harvey. We, Let's bring we him should on. totally get him on. Let's bring him on. That I want to talk want, to him. I want him on for next week. This is a serious request, producers. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into the first impression, Rose, let's just talk about the kisses. There is Aaron B. There is Brayden. There was Josh, which John, which actually I was like kind of more surprised by. And who am I missing? I don't know. There's one other kiss. I don't write them all down. I mean, you, Braden, um, Aaron B, John definitely stood out. I don't think she kissed Joey or Xavier on night one. No, no, she didn't. I will say uh, my top top person after night one, and I think he, uh, you just saw it in how he handled the evening was Aaron B. I think he stood out to the brother because he was at the bar kind of hanging out and hearing, you know, a lot of the stuff. And then when the guy asked, did you kiss her? He was like, we had a great time, but I'm not going to just like, tell everything um brayden was over in the corner kind of during uh the entrance in the amaya uh expressing to aaron b how great his kiss was and aaron b just kind of stood there probably not loving it probably finding it very inappropriate for another guy to be telling another contestant about that evening but he just stood there and you could just tell he took it in and was like hey man you you aren't a threat to me this uh, you don't make me nervous uh I am going to be shocked if Aaron B is not there at the end. Just after night one. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Aaron B is definitely the long hauler. And by the way, I figured out it's Xavier who was the fourth kiss. Okay. So that was Xavier. So there was four kisses. Um, I think there's many other guys that she was probably just as equally into as she was, you know, the guys that she kissed. But these are the guys that kind of had to make, you know, the storylines on night one. And I think there's a mm-hmm. lot. I think it's a good group. As you said, I don't think, you know, this is a f- group just full of stop, you know, stop yourself in your tracks and, you know, do a double check because these guys are like so ungodly good looking. But I do think it's a good looking group of solid dudes. And for the most part, if we think about this episode, there was really only one person that caused any type of controversy on night one, and that was Braden. I know. And you're Do you know into who else it. is a troublemaker, and we all know it? Who? Sean with the hair. Sean with the hair. Oh. The hair looks ridiculous. Yeah. Well. Well, I think we see that in the preview also. So, okay. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a troublemaker. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. True love is always being excited from the moment you see one another and every time after that. 
It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. (laughs) The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. I feel like the moments that you meet your future dog are always, like, the most special. So when we adopted Lois, she was, like, she looked like a bunny. She was, like, a four-pound bunny, and she had these ears that were super high, and she turned the corner, and I was just like, well, what, am I not going to bring this dog home? It was just a given. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. Love at First Sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do, like, need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no. Ugh, the worst part of, like, the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like, there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have, like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. 
And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Okay, let's talk about Brayden getting the first impression, Rose. Yeah. So basically, she's warned to not really give it to him. <laughs> but then she's like, guess what? I'm going to give it to him anyway. Because her brother's seeing that he's just like too kiss and telly, right? But she likes the fact that he's so thrilled by his experience with her that he needs to tell everyone. She interprets it a totally different way. Do you think that there's a conversation that's taken out of the edit where her brother was like but it seems like he's really genuinely into you i don't think it was taken out i th- i mean i think the way her brother presented it to her he, he allowed i mean he definitely allowed the space for her to interpret from that conversation whatever she would like he did not say i don't think brain's the guy for you i don't want to see him around again like he didn't say any of that he said here's the deal I have weird feelings about this kind of, but charity, you got to do what you got to do. And he, I think we did see Nehemiah saying he's obviously very into you and you're very into him. Yeah. And so that's fine. It's night one. I thought again, Nehemiah handled that conversation really well. I did not expect him to get the first impression rose. It did feel like a slap in the face to a lot of the guys. Um, when he did get the rose, I imagine it going down like this behind the scenes. You want to hear my theory? Yes. uh, Yes. I I feel similar things, I think. So Charity is into this dude. It's very obvious. She has the conversation with her brother where her brother says, hey, just watch out for him. But he's very into you and he's very open about being into you. Um, I don't like that. But Charity, you got to do what you got to do. Is it a bad thing? I'm kind of playing devil's advocate right now, but is it really a bad thing? Yes, it's a very inappropriate thing. It, it shows a okay. lack of maturity and respect for the other guys there. And it shows a lack of respect for charity. Because if you, in this format, had a guy going around sharing every little detail of every conversation, every kiss, every romantic moment that you had, that's unfair to charity because it ruins the other relationships. And it puts this image in their head and this thought in their head that is unfair to charity because she's still trying to pursue other relationships now in life. It's really weird to put yourself in his shoes too, where like Brayden is going around telling everybody about the kiss. And even if you're like the most extrovert, like non-private person on the show, you like never really go and tell anybody about your intimate moments as the lead, unless they're like your best friends after a few weeks. And then eventually that gets weird too. Let me, let me, let me bring this into perspective for you, Ashley. Yes, yes, please. Okay. So Jared, Jared's a great dude. He's one of the best men I've ever met. You're so sweet. But Jared's on this show, right? And what, do you ever see Jared going on a date (laughs) during his time on The Bachelor and coming back and telling all the dudes about every detail of that date? 
No, it's super. Why, it is no, super stop, duper weird. Stop, it is. Stop. Okay. Uh-huh. Why? I was playing devil's advocate. Just remind. Just remember that. But why would Jared not do that? You know Jared. Why would he not be that guy? Because like those things are supposed to be between the two people dating. And there's a love, that point. And he and he respects the person he's dating. He respects the other men in the house. He respects his friendships. Yeah. He yeah. respects their Respecting emotion. the other men is a big part of that, actually. So, yeah. So I yeah. think right there we would say, no, it's not a great decision because one of the best dudes we know would never do that out of respect and maturity and care for not only other men, but also the lead of the show. And so when I see that, and that's the perspective I look at, I go, when, when Braden did this, I said, the dudes I know that are good dudes... They wouldn't have done this. They would have never even thought of doing this. They would never even would have. They would have gone out of their way to not do this. Okay. Okay. Now I have another question for you. Do you think that Charity, if she would have actually seen it, would have been turned off by it no. and made a different decision? So what do you think? She's She's got lust blinders on? No, I think it's different on night one. I think in five weeks, if somebody did this, then she would be upset. But okay. I think on night one... The, it, it is such an emotional roller coaster. It is so exciting. You're just hoping that somebody there is into you, really. I mean, that is every lead's concern is these people are going to show up and they'll be like, gosh, dang it. Like, let's go through this. And I think on night one, that validation feels really good and it mm-hmm. feels healthy and it feels it feels like it's never going to cause an issue. It just In your mind, I think, as the lead, you're thinking these people being so into me is only going to benefit the process because now they're going to be so solely focused on getting to know me, of going on dates with me. And they're almost going to be not, I'm going to say competing, but I think you know what I mean for like the, for me that this is going to work because they are into me. But in five weeks when these relationships do progress and she is more comfortable within them. And there is things that she's trying to protect to continue on with other relationships apart from maybe the one with Brayden. She's going to be a lot more sensitive to the damage that those conversations that he's having outwardly can cause on the other relationships that she's into. Right now, totally. it's not a problem. Five weeks from now, big problem. Yeah. Yep. And it would come across way weirder if he was doing this for in the weeks to come. Yeah, sure. So, hey. Not necessarily a deal breaker, not necessarily a reason not to give him a rose, but it is something to look out for as the season progresses. The f- for him getting the first impression rose, I do feel like was weird to go back to how I think this worked behind the scenes. I think that Charity has this conversation with her brother. She goes and sits with Brayden. He tells her, hey, you know what? I'm just so into you. It's hard for me to keep it in. And she's going, this is what I needed on night one. And the producers are saying, validate they're, they're all they're telling her because they're not telling her to give them the first impression rose. They don't do that again, mm-hmm. but I, but they're definitely saying validate the excitement, the excitement because he's feeling down on himself. He's feeling awkward because he got called out by your brother yeah. and these other guys. He's feeling like maybe he didn't do something right. And they're saying just validate that he's okay and give him the first impression rose. And it works okay. out best for everybody because now there's a target on the back of the guy that the producers definitely wanted the target on the back of and brain's feeling more validated. So his, his behavior is only going to continue to go in the direction it was before the guys are upset with Braden. He's an easy guy to get upset with. He is a front runner. He is attractive. He is, you know, swoony. He is smooth. All these things, everything works out. And so the producers 
even though they don't tell her you have to give this to him, they're in the control room going, yes, it worked out like we hoped it would. Ben, bravo. That was such a clarifying explanation as to, yeah, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Really, you pinpointed it. Because they don't. It's not scripted. I I just want to be clear. The producers are never telling her you have to do this or you have to do that. Like that is not a thing. And, And I don't think it takes away from the legitimacy of the show to say, but they do have like their idea, uh, ideal storyline on night one. Like they do have this idea of, okay, if Aaron B gets the first impression rose, like here's what, here's how it's going to be taken. Yeah. If Brayden gets mm-hmm. it, here's how it's going to be taken. And so when they saw the opportunity for Brayden to get it, they said, "Woo, the skies have opened up again. Yes. So they either really would love to have like the long-term sure. love be yeah. the first impression rose or the villain to be and in in this case when she when he got the first impression rose my first thought was oh this is one of the seasons where the villain to be will be getting the the rose a guy that's not going to stick around super long someone who really pulled the wool over her eyes initially okay uh do we even remember the guy's names that got eliminated no No. (laughs) okay so but they were all really good looking (laughs) i just feel like they didn't you know they didn't get their shot with her like there wasn't a guy that was like oh he was definitely going home on night one there was nobody on night one that i felt like a hundred percent they're gone yeah i agree sneak peek upcoming episodes uh, what's what obviously is really standing out to us is Brayden's earrings and the fact that he will be into drama. The fact that a uh, guy with the swoopy hair will also what's his name? Let me get Sean, these names. I think. Sean. I don't know. You'll swoopy know who we're talking man. about. Uh, Sean. Yeah. Sean will also be getting into drama. Uh, Joey with the tongue. Joey says at one point that he's falling in love with Charity in mm. the 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 scenes for the next episode. So like, we think that it'll probably be around for quite some time. That's not a shock to me at all. I think Joey's definitely top six in this group. Don't we see it with Dutton? Dutton says as well. And Aaron B Dutton definitely says something serious about being into her at a, you know, dinner table. So I think he gets to be around for a while. And then I think the drama will just at the end just seems to be what it's been for a while now. Thanks to you. That she's fallen in love with multiple people. They really stole that storyline and went with it, Ben. Was that the best thing that ever happened to The Bachelor and Bachelorette? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, was, I guess so. <laughs> was my pain like the sword they needed me to fall on so they could open up a whole new chapter of this show? <laughs> was, I'm wondering that. I yeah. watched this last night and I was like, wait, everybody's going to watch this Everyone. and be numb to it, but also feel for her. I know how they're going to respond. They're going to be like, this is so hard. I get it. When I did it, it was the opposite. And I I was watching this and Jess was sitting uh, in the room with me and I said, honey, and I've never had this feeling in my life. I'm going to say it here I because it's a trend. I was like, am I the best thing that ever happened to the show? <laughs> like, am I? Like, <laughs> oh my God, Ben <laughs> never says things like that and I love it. But at some point, it's like, they, this thing is happening in it. And when I did, I had to explain myself of how in the world could you fall in love with two people and how in the world could you tell two people you love them and how in the world could it be so hard to have somebody to go home on the day? And it's like, I don't know. It just was like, it felt very human to me. It felt very real to me. It yeah, felt now every lead is like, I'm falling in love with multiple people. And we're like, of course you are. Yeah. Of course we feel so bad that you have to make this difficult decision between multiple people that you're obviously in love with. It's so believable. 
And it is believable. Yeah. But when I did it, it was, I got crushed, like absolutely destroyed. It was like everything good is every, this season pretty much had like nothing dramatic, maybe even nothing. Maybe it's the best thing that ever happened to me because it's the one thing that kept my storyline continuing. And I guarantee like there are tweets with like, she pulled the Ben Higgins. I guarantee that. So maybe yeah. it's the best thing that ever happened to me is I did something <laughs> controversial. You did something in pop culture history that will live long. Yeah. Well, I watched it and I said, I feel for you, Charity. I feel bad for you. I know how this feels. I know that it sucks. I know that like it's confusing. I know that you're not used to this. I know, I know how this feels, Charity. I watched it with that. And then I stopped and I said, time out. Time out. People are going to feel for her. And when I did it, I got crushed and I felt very alone and very confused. And I felt, I literally, Ashley, here's something crazy. Never said this. I went to therapy because of this with the show's therapist. Yeah, which she was amazing and said to her, I remember this exact conversation. I said, hey, this is real to me. I felt this way. I don't want to deny that I did feel this way. Am I like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I, the, am I the weirdo? Not I'm, I'm definitely weird, but it's like, am I, do I have deep seated issues with me because I, I, I said this and because I felt this, like, am I ever going to be able to find my partner because of how I felt during this show? It was a real thing to me. Because I felt so alone and so isolated and so much like the world said, how in the world that you could never feel that way. I would never feel that way. Well, got news for you, everybody. It happens and charity experienced it. And if you trust charity and you like charity, well, there's some like more too. yeah, there's some more validation. Ben, maybe we should do like a therapy session with you and all the leads that said this. Like you guys have like a group convo. There'd be 30 of us. There'd be, I know there'd be every one of us have felt this way. So I'm just the first to say it outwardly. So maybe that makes me, um, stupid. I don't know. (laughs) There was one other moment in the scenes of the next episode that I liked. We're obviously going to have like a badass chick moment with charity. Don't know what it's about yet, but (laughs) I know that she's like the kind of girl that is just so likable. But then like when she needs to stand up for herself, she's just going to rock it. And I'm excited for that moment. Yeah, she rips that rose off of him. I forget what she says. Oh, that's right. She goes, "You think that like you can't? I can't just pick that right back off of you, or something like that." I think she like swears and then takes it and walks off. I'm like, I want to see this so bad. I love those moments because that guy obviously deserved it. And it was Sean, I think. Yeah, well, we can hope. Um, Ashley, it's going to be a great season. It's good to be back into it. It's good to have uh, a season airing. And I think this is going to be a good season. I hope people tune in. And, I, and if you're not watching yet and you're just listening to the podcast because we have Which gotten that feedback. Some people do, guys. Yeah. I would say it's going to be worth watching. At least tune in um, for a few episodes to see how you feel about it. It's I, I think it's going to be one that brings fans back. And that... Yeah. That is something that all of us want. And so tune into this uh this season, charity season of the Bachelor at season twenty. Um we'll be back next week, uh breaking down week two of this season. Uh we're not missing a week, uh, even with the, the holidays coming up. So uh until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you guys next week. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night.